0: There are currently 70,000 physician assistants practicing in every area of medicine. The majority of them practice in specialties and subspecialties. Many specialty organizations are asking PAs to show competency in their field of practice, and many PA organizations agree that changes are needed in the current certification process. If certification for specialty practice becomes mandatory, PAs may lose their unique ability to move among various practice specialties. You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Jim Colley, professor of healthcare science and the director of the PA MPH program in the School of Medicine and Health Science at the George Washington University. Jim has published extensively on aspects of the healthcare workforce and is currently completing work on Physician Assistance, Practice and Policy to be published in 2009. Today we are discussing physician assistant specialty recognition and specialty certification. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lisa. Jim, a broad-based general medicine education has been the core of the PA profession for 40 years. In 1975, the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants, NCCPA, was established to assure the public that certified physician assistants, which is the PA-C, had met the established standards to practice medicine. Now the NCCPA is considering methods of specialty recognition, which could include specialty certification exams. What happened?
1: We live in a specialized world, and medicine has become increasingly specialized in the last several decades to the degree that 70% or more of physicians are in specialties and subspecialties, and PAs are not far behind at about 65 or 66%. And increasingly... The specialties draw PAs, which has set up a circumstance where we have significant subsets of PAs who indeed want to have systems that recognize their expertise, and that we see these trends in the medical profession as well as in the PA profession, and it's tough to turn back.
0: Well, if I'm a PA, I'm scared right now. So let's make sure people understand that there's an enormous difference between certification And recognition. Could you explain the difference?
1: Certification would imply that a PA who, let's say, for example, worked in a specialty such as emergency medicine, would at some point, after they have graduated as a PA and worked in the field of emergency medicine for several years, would at some point need to take another examination that would certify or somehow verify their knowledge in the field of emergency medicine. And then the next step would be that that particular passage of that exam would somehow be a credential or be required for that PA to work in the field of emergency medicine. That's the scenario that many fear would occur if systems of specialty certification would emerge. In essence, what we would be talking about would be creating barriers or limitations to the entry of physician assistants into certain specialty areas. Recognition connotes a slightly lesser set of qualifications or slightly less levels of attainment in terms of entering a given specialty, that it would be a process that would be short of a formal examination in a given specialty area. For example, To become recognized as an emergency medicine physician assistant, what might be required would be proof that an individual worked in the field for five to seven years and that there would be other processes like attainment of continuing education in emergency medicine, physician attestation of competency in emergency medicine, and similar kinds of continuing professional development achievements that would result in an individual being recognized as proficient in emergency medicine.
0: Well, many PA jobs are also in hospital settings, and PAs are being scrutinized the same as MDs. They're also requesting privileges in hospitals, just like MDs, and the credentialing bodies use the same standards, and they want documented evidence of training and expertise in the field. What's wrong with raising the bar?
1: you make very good points and indeed credentialing agencies and hospital departments are indeed increasingly demanding proof of expertise and competency in specialty areas and this is a phenomena that we see across the board the dilemma for the PA profession is to on one hand to meet those requirements and to indeed show that we do have competencies in a variety of specialty areas but at the same time try to preserve this wonderful feature of our profession that's called clinical flexibility, which allows a PA to be able to work in one area for a number of years, for example, and then move to another area of medicine. This is a highly unique and very desirable feature of our profession. A majority, actually, of the individuals who we interview for entry into our Physician Assistant Educational Program indicate that it's this feature that leads them or attracts them to the PA profession. So this is something that we don't want to lose, but at the same time, we do recognize these increasing credential and qualification pressures that you describe.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on REACHMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Jim Colley, a professor of healthcare science and the director of the PA and PH program in the School of Medicine and Health Science at the George Washington University. We are discussing physician assistant specialty recognition and specialty certification. Jim, several PA specialty groups, such as the cardiovascular PAs, have a very different position. They've been under considerable pressure by the state regulatory agencies and hospitals to prove their competency in the field. Emergency medicine, dermatologic PAs are also looking for help to continue the progress in their fields. This is a problem that's different from what was encountered in primary care, but these PAs are also pioneers and they're just wearing a different hat and they're asking for help. What advice do you have for them?
1: Well, I think that these groups and these PAs are taking a position that they would be expected to take. They are highly skilled professionals. They have developed a lot of proficiency in a a given area. And it's not unusual or unreasonable for them to want to have their own examination, their own set of recognition processes that would confer on them the expertise that they've earned. This is the way that physicians also have achieved expertise in their various specialty areas as well. So you can't blame the groups, and what we have to try to do is to find a balance between allowing this sort of phenomena of specialization and specialty recognition slash certification to occur, but at the same time not partition the profession excessively and to not develop barriers to entry into different specialties that would damage this feature of clinical flexibility. It's a dilemma for the profession. And I think that I see a willingness on both sides to at least discuss what ways we might develop that can permit both to occur.
0: What is the role of the medical marketplace in all this?
1: Well, the medical marketplace clearly is driving not only specialization and subspecialization, but the circumstances that you described, increasing recognition, increased Qualifications increase demonstration of competency before an individual can enter a given practice area. This is also the role of medical boards and medical regulatory agencies to ensure the safety of the public by assessing and verifying that an individual is safe to practice in a given specialty or subspecialty area.
0: Well, maybe it's time to start talking about some more postgraduate programs.
1: They've become increasingly popular, as I'm sure you're aware. There's about 45 of them at the moment, and they are very popular among graduating physician assistants. And I think increasingly we'll see more residency programs develop.
0: So PAs used to graduate and go to work the next day. And that was in a time when they worked primarily in primary care. Do you think that PAs are qualified to graduate today and scrub into a heart case tomorrow?
1: Well, increasingly, that's one area, and there's probably several others, where the consensus is that a physician assistant will require some additional formal training, hence the popularity of residency programs. And I think medical boards in areas, for example, such as cardiothoracic surgery, are starting to increase the requirements for experience and formal training, such that there are persons that do not enter a specialty unless they have these kinds of advanced training.
0: Could this possibly help PAs by better preparing them for their specialty, increasing their knowledge, and then their flexibility?
1: I think without question, and I think that that level of skill is appreciated by the physicians and the hospitals that employ PAs with those skills.
0: So who's pushing the change? Is it PAs, the public, the hospitals, the physicians, everyone?
1: Well, it's a mixture of all of the above. There's certainly desire on the part of PAs themselves in the specialties to advance their own profile and level of recognition. We spoke of the pressures that are coming forth from medical boards, hospitals, and credentialing agencies. And then there's also, I think, pressure on the other side, primarily coming from the AAPA that wants to maintain this element of clinical flexibility.
0: What about the PA curriculum? Do you think that we need to take another look at this and change it to reflect the specialties?
1: Well, there's a lot of latitude that currently exists in the PA accreditation requirements. And I believe that there are different philosophies that different educational programs have that we might see a trend of increasing levels of specialization in PA programs, particularly some of those that might be set in medical schools where their graduates might have a more likelihood of entering into hospital medicine or critical care medicine or taking resident substitute kinds of positions. But I think that there's a great deal of latitude that exists in those essentials. And there are a number of programs who are on the opposite end of that spectrum who maintain a great deal of emphasis in primary care.
0: So it sounds like specialty recognition appears to be the middle ground. Do you think that that'll be acceptable to the medical world?
1: I do. I do. I think that that can be presented to medical groups and boards that does indicate PA proficiency in those areas that sort of stops short of formal examination in those specialty areas.
0: Tell me some of the pros of specialty certification.
1: It meets the demands of regulatory agencies, hospital credentialing agencies, medical specialty boards. It provides a convincing case to physician employers that a PA is indeed proficient in a given specialty, and it confers sort of a good housekeeping seal of approval on that PA in terms of that expertise in that specialty.
0: If specialty certification or recognition comes about, what would be the consequences for the PA profession?
1: Impairment of the clinical flexibility option, limitation of PA entry into given specialties, and that individuals would be locked in, so to speak, to specialty areas, and the element of flexibility lost.
0: And if people want to get more information, where do you suggest they go?
1: Well, I think that the NCCPA website has some very good balanced material on this particular issue. The AAPA has also put out specialty position papers. I think that both organizations are very involved in dealing with this issue. I would refer the listener to the websites of both the AAPA as well as the NCCPA.
0: Thank you, Jim, for coming on the show. Thank you, Lisa. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free, with your comments and suggestions at 8MDXM157. And thanks for listening.